0: Episode 87, How to Build an Online Course in 7 Days with Matt Giovanissi.
1: The Online Course Guy Podcast.
0: Regular people are taking their knowledge and content and packaging it up in an online course and they're making a living doing it. Didn't you take some kind of course that covered this stuff?
1: Check it out. It's a good course. It's a good class. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Here's the Online Course Guy.
0: Hey everyone, it's Jock Hopkins, and welcome to another episode of the Online Course Guy podcast. Coming at you today with another successful online course story. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor of this podcast, and that is Bunjoro.com. Bunjoro makes it so easy to send a short little video to anyone with an email address. Every time somebody buys my online course, they'll get one of these Bunjoros from me in their inbox. The next day, it's personal, it's a great way to start off the relationship when they buy something from you. You should be doing this if you have an online course or thinking about an online course. And I've got a free 14-day trial for you. You can get started with that trial by going to bonjoro.com slash That's bonjoro.com slash J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. All right, so today on the show, I had Matt Givanesi. I hope I'm saying that right. I practiced it a few times before I cranked up the microphone to start this introduction. I think I've got it, Matt, if you're listening to this. Forgive me if I got it wrong, but it was an absolute pleasure of a conversation to have with Matt. He is at moneylab.co, in addition to other locations that you'll hear him talk about in this episode. But he's he's an experimenter and he's always up for a challenge. And one of my favorite things was when he was talking about how he decided to make an entire online course in just seven days. And he did it. In fact, it only took six days for a variety of reasons. So definitely stick around and listen to that very interesting story. But there's plenty more to hear from Matt in this episode. So let's go ahead and get to The full episode right now. So, Matt, how did you get into the world of online courses?
1: I think my first course was Asana for Bloggers. That was about three years ago. And what happened was, I had a friend who, you know, we we were just Skyping one day, and I was, you know, we were both in the online space, and I was showing him my Asana setup. For uh, managing an editorial calendar for my other blog, and he was blown away by it. He was like, "Oh my god, you're so organized! It's so great!" And he invited a friend to come on another Skype chat, and he just wanted to show his friend my Asana setup for how I run my website. And I remember in that call, he said, "Dude, you gotta, you should turn this into a course or something." And I was like, "All right." And then I, you know, Money Lab, I did a lot of experiments. One of the courses that I had one of the first experiments I did was I, my friend Jason had a course and we decided to relaunch it under a different name and everything. And I was like, okay, like, I think I can, I could do this. Let me see how fast I can do it. And so I did a money lab experiment where I built my Asana for bloggers course in seven days, technically six days because I took a day off, but yeah, in seven days. And Yeah, basically did it, and then I was able to do it again multiple times after that because I had had a process.
0: Yeah, so for for those that aren't familiar with you and Money Lab, what is Money Lab?
1: Well, uh, I like to think of Money Lab as sort of my right now. It's it it's my personal like public journal for the you know the the entrepreneurial adventures I I put myself into. I like to do a bunch of different projects. I like to journal out loud because I do it privately, you know, every day I I journal about what I did for work that day. And so it was just, it it sort of was like, Oh, let me put this online and see if anybody would, you know, give a, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that is it in a nutshell. However, I am in the process of bringing other people on to do their own experiments. So I want money lab to be a, a hub of different entrepreneurs Basically doing online business experiments and, and sharing those experiences like very, very detailed. So when you, when you read any Money Lab, I'll call them articles, but basically like experiment uh, notes, it's just crazy detailed, sometimes to a fault. But yeah, it's just like every you know, piece of software that I use, how long it took, what day I did it, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, that's that's really really cool. And I was I was looking at Money Lab and obviously noticed some of the online course stuff and the experiments with launching a course in less than seven days, five yeah. to six days, right? Yeah. What What are some of the other experiments you've done, non online course related?
1: I tried to build a SaaS product in sixty days without any experience in that coding language. So I I do know how to code somewhat. I do a little bit of PHP, HTML, CSS, like I mentioned before the show. And I decided to learn Ruby and Ruby on Rails and build an analytics software in 60 days. And I, and I did not achieve that. <laughs> I actually basically gave up in 30 days because I couldn't. I was just way in over my head and we ended up hiring a, a programmer to take over. But we did get a, a prototype out in 60 days.
0: So that was just cool. And, and that's all detailed in a post on that site.
1: That's probably the longest post on, on, on Money Lab. because it was, and then there's, there's actually like video journal entries from me of me like losing my mind basically. So another one, I did a rap album in 30 days. So I, you know, wrote all the, I, I'm, I'm formerly a musician. I guess I still uh, do music, you know, from time to time. But my friend wanted, to, he challenged me to do an album. And I was like, all right, I'll do it in 30 days and wrote all the beats myself, wrote all the lyrics, hired some guest rappers and singers and stuff and packaged it all up and sold it for $10 in 30 days and did did a music video and and all that stuff. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. In fact, right before we were talking, I was watching the music video for The Boss. Yeah. And I was like, what am I watching right now? But it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So you've uh, you're you're involved in all kinds of different entrepreneurial ventures. Have have you always been an entrepreneur, or did you used to work some sort of day job?
1: Yeah, I worked a day job. I was in the pool industry my whole life. So you know, from third, I I really I didn't go to college. I just sort of stayed in the pool industry, mostly doing retail stuff. I was you know a manager, assistant manager, uh, and then I eventually moved up into corporate. So I did. I, I worked as a Marketing director for a fairly large retail chain of pool stores in the Northeast. And that is where I was. I did a lot of website design because I was in a band. As I said, I was a former musician and I learned how to design websites from there. And that's how I sort of got that job. So I've always sort of had these side projects that I would develop skills and then they would inform my actual day job. And then during that day job is when I started my first website and I left. So, but yeah, definitely had a day job until I was, uh, from 13 till I was 28,
0: I think. Okay. And you left that about,
1: about how long ago was that? I was like, I'm 35 now. So about seven
0: years ago. Awesome. Cool. So, so back to your, that first course that you launched about three years ago, Asana for bloggers. Yeah. You, you got it all done in about six days. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, you know, it takes more than a year to get it done. Did you know the steps that it was going to take to get it done? Or is that all things you had to figure out within the six days?
1: Well, no. I, I knew what I needed to get done. And it wasn't because I've ever built a course before. It was because I know how to do all the pieces of a course. And just from like, I knew how to do video. I knew how to do screen shares. I knew how to outline. I knew how to record audio. It was, and I, part of the preparation was knowing how it was going to be sold because I think at that time, like Teachable and those things were out, but I was using a program called Gumroad and I'm like, look, if I just make 16 video lessons or or however many it is, I forget, and just upload them all in a zip file into Gumroad, then that's how I'm going to sell it. So it was that, like the technology side of it was super easy. The course side, like the actual content we're talking about a process that I have been using for two years. So it was a matter of taking my process and breaking it down into an outline that was basically, you know, here's lesson one, literally the title of lesson one, and then maybe six or seven bullet points. And I would use this mic. So I have a mic attached to my desk, and I, you know, loaded up screen flow for Mac and just started going. And I, you know, no, basically the only editing that I did was zoom ins on the screens when I needed it. Um, so afterwards I would export it and then watch the video again and do the little zoom animations, which is really easy in screen flow. And then when that was all done, I, I spent, I think that I did all the videos in one day. It was just, you know, wasn't that, wasn't that, I, I, I don't mean to sound braggadocious. I, I, I didn't, it's not hard. I, especially when you know the material. I mean it's just I've done courses that have taken me certainly longer than 7 days, but maybe 14 was the longest I've ever had to do.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times the technology is what trips people up and and you seem to have some somewhat of a background in that in terms of the vi- the video side, video production, audio recording, and sometimes people are an expert in some random topic and have no experience with that side of things.
1: That's what I don't know is if that is the actual You know, reason people don't come out with courses that often. Or or because it takes I mean, when I hear a year, I'm like, what are you doing? What could what could possibly take you a year?
0: Yeah. I don't know. So it's the technology. It's Uh it's just having time, right? When I first got my idea for my piano course, I was working a full time job, pretty demanding, low on energy in the evenings. It literally took me eight months. Wow. Uh, not because it was eight months of work, it was just I had to procrastinate mostly because of my job. Technology is an issue. People are scared. People are scared if you have to be on camera or even okay. your voice and putting yourself out there. And then the last reason people don't succeed is even if they finish, they put it out there, no traffic. Nobody's seeing right. it. Right. Yeah. And that was really
1: interesting with the Asana for Bloggers course because I had no traffic and still to this day have almost no traffic. I think Money Lab sees on a good month, maybe 2,000 visitors because I don't do any SEO at all, even though that's kind of, I actually have a course on SEO. I do it on all my other sites and I purposely don't do it at Money Lab because I want to see, I want it to be a word of mouth site. And what's interesting about Asana for bloggers is I came out with it and I think I had a hundred people on my email list and most of them were friends. And I ended up selling, I don't remember, I'd have to go back to the article. It wasn't that much, maybe like couple hundred bucks because the course I came out was 25 bucks. And It was sold on Gumroad. And I told some people about it and it just spread. So it actually through word of mouth continues to sell maybe three or four courses every month and has for three years. And I, I still get back. I mean, I'll get a lot of backlinks because people, it's one of the only courses about that topic out there. People want to use Asana to run their blog and they just don't have a framework for that. And I put one together and that was it. So it's been all word of mouth.
0: So three years ago, Asana for bloggers, give me the rundown on all the courses that you've created since then.
1: So only, I think it's only been technically for, I did in March of this year. It's funny because that course did so well for me that I ended up not doing any courses for two years after that. And I'm like, why am I not doing this? Like this is such an easy product for me to make. So I did, a course called SEO for bloggers, which came out uh, earlier this year in 2018. And that took me five days. And it's actually four more hours of content. But uh, I've done, I did a podcast episode where I broke down like why it took me only five days because I, I already had the process of building Asana for bloggers. So I reread my old post from two years ago and said, okay, where can I shave off time? you know, where where like, what was overkill? What doesn't, you know, what could be repeated? So like, I didn't have to rebuild the landing page again, it was already, you know, I just copy and paste the code. So yeah, that was the big one that did really well and still continues. That's $197. So I, I, dur- I certainly jacked the price up on that one. Because it was longer. And I kind of got some peer pressure from other people who think the for bloggers is too cheap for 25 bucks. But I was like, well, it was my first course, so I didn't, you know. But they're like, no, if you're going to do this, you know, you should make it at least a little expensive. And I, I shouldn't say expensive, at least higher priced. And I'm just too afraid to go anywhere past 197, I think, for anything. So then i I did a course. I create I created a plugin that's also on Money Lab that I did last year with a friend, and we did it. We built a WordPress plugin and sold it in 40 days, and. The part of the, like, I didn't actually do any of the code on that. I just did mostly the design work. But I also built a, I think it was only six or seven lesson affiliate marketing course. So it was real small and it came with the plugin. So I can, I count that kind of, and we're actually in the process of redoing that one. And, uh, or at least we're outlining it. And the most recent one, I literally just hit the publish button on Monday, which was Three days ago, the course that took me the longest was I have a website called swimuniversity.com and I teach people to take care of their pools and hot tubs because I that's where I'm from and that's sort of my main business. And I have a course called the Pool Care Video Course. So I sell a digital guide called Pool Care Handbook that I've been selling for about three or four years now for $29. It's a 300 page PDF all about you know t- taking care of your swimming pool. And I created an upsell to that. I created a 31 lesson video course, basically breaking down all the lessons in the book, but in video format. And so that was launched on Monday and I've sold one. Awesome, But it's also November. so Yeah,
0: but that's just an upsell, right? Only people that buy the, the book can actually access that?
1: Yeah. So you have to go to the book page. There's a big sales page for the book. There always has been. And now instead of just the $29 option, there's a $29 option for just the book, and then a forty nine dollars option for the book plus the video course.
0: Excellent. Okay, cool. So let's say somebody's listening to this and they've just been kind of on the fence or just procrastinating making their course. Yeah, it just they were very intimidated by it. And they're hearing you talk about your courses with being done within a week, and they're like, "All right, I'm taking the challenge. Yeah, I'm going to launch my course within the next week." Okay. What, what are those high level steps that you would go through on your end? Okay. The biggest, because now that I'm thinking about this, I
1: will admit. The pool course took me two years, <laughs> okay? Now, <laughs> I say that because it didn't literally take me two years. It wasn't like I was working on it for two years. I just, I worked on it in, I, I I live in Colorado now. I flew home to New Jersey. My friend's a videographer. We shot a bunch of B-roll at his brother's pool because there's no pools here in Colorado that I, that I know about, and I don't own one. So we went and shot all this B-roll, and the idea was to just shoot the B-roll. I come back. To Colorado, do the voiceovers, edit it all together. And then I was like, oh, you know, I want to do animation. So I was like, oh, I shouldn't do it myself. I'll hire a guy. So I hired somebody and he flaked out on me. And so it just kept getting pushed back with all these things. And I was trying to do, I was trying, in my head, I had this like perfect course envisioned, right? This perfectly like tight scripted B roll animation, like just really awesome. And all of those things tripped me up because at first I started writing the scripts fully writing the scripts and I'm like wow I hate writing scripts I hate it and then I hired a writer to write it and that didn't work out as well and then I bought a teleprompter because I'm like all right well I'm gonna get the script perfect and then I'm gonna read it in into the camera so that I have an a roll and that didn't work and so I, I just basically sat on it because I couldn't figure out you know what would look good and and but part of the Part of the, the hurdle was I didn't want people to look at my face and go, Well, he's not standing near a pool. This has how is it like he's in his office? Like how can he possibly teach me pool care? And so I built this studio set with IKEA pieces in my office and I just put up like beach balls and some pool chemicals and a a skimmer pole, and that's my backdrop. You know, I put some lights in there, a plant, some pool noodles, and I now my backdrop, my pool backdrop is my office backdrop. So And then I was like, all right, well, I bought a camera. I have a camera and I bought this thing called a VideoMic Pro, which is just a, or yeah, VideoMic Pro Plus, which is a microphone on top of the camera. So I'm like, all right, all I got to do is hit on. I had everything on Apple Notes on my phone and I just started riffing, basically like sitting in front of the camera by myself, just riffing into the camera about the specific lesson and then I took that lesson and I put it in Premiere and I just chopped it up. I chopped it up till it was like absolutely perfect through the B-roll that I had filmed two years ago on top of that. And when I actually sat down to do the course, it took me six days from start to finish. But that was, you know, after two years of like trying to get other people to help me with it or trying to I envision this perfect course. So to answer your question, I think what I'm trying to say here is... Whatever roadblocks that I had in that whole process, right? They were stupid. They were dumb. And I was I was trying to make something that was impossible, and trying to do something that cost way too much money. And I wanted it to be perfect. And sometimes your first product isn't going to be perfect. In fact, mine certainly isn't. I would love to go back and do Asana for bloggers again. Although I. I, did, I worked within my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is video, bottom line. So I am very good at it. I enjoy it. I actually love sitting down and editing videos. It's sort of relaxing for me, but I've, I've taken courses that were all text, and text is just not my thing. So if I had to write a course, it would take me a year. Because I hate writing, I would be fatigued, I would be miserable, I'd be second guessing myself because my my I would have too much time i i don't i I do get complimented on my writing, but it is not something I like doing so that's why part of the reason that the pool care video course took so long is because there was so much writing involved in the beginning because I wanted it to be perfect, and that just wasn't what I was good at so that's what I. That's my answer to that. I hope that's
0: no. That's good. Just good. Just uh, just a few more questions here for you, Matt. One one thing I wanted to ask you uh, that I made a note of before we started talking is you. You've obviously got a lot of different things going on, and you kind of started online with the Swim University stuff, and you yeah. talked about that course. Um, but then you also are more of like, here's how to do entrepreneurship side of things, and I'm I'm in the same boat somewhat in that I I started with my piano course, and now yeah. I, I spend most of my time doing coaching and consulting on, on online courses. Yeah. So my question for you is, how do you decide how to divide your time among these different ventures?
1: Uh, well, that's a great question. I don't, kn- I don't know if I have a good answer for that. I try to work in sprints. I treat everything like a project. So I can't, you know, for example, the, the pool care video course that I just came out with was a project. It was the only thing I worked on for two weeks. And then it was, when it was finished, I had an asset. I had this product that I could put out there and my site ta- you know has traffic. When I started Sum University, that was my project. That's all I worked on. I wrote articles. I designed the website. I, you know, did, I emailed people, whatever. I, I did as much as I could to build that up. And then at a certain point, it made enough money where I could hire somebody to take that over for me so that I can work on another project. So I try to do this. I don't necessarily think I'm very good at it all the time. But I, I try to compartmentalize things into projects, even though they are ongoing and, and forever sometimes. You know, like I am currently working on a SaaS product that will be ongoing, but I will work on it in chunks of a week, two weeks, a month, whatever, and try to just clear my schedule and only do those things.
0: No, I think that's good. I mean, it's the one thing by Gary Keller, right? It's f- focusing on one one thing at a time. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's easy to not make much progress on anything when you're working on all of it at one time. So I really like that approach. Yeah, it's hard to switch between between tasks like that too. Just because it's, I think it, you just
1: sort of half-ass a lot of things when you do that. But yeah, I I try to do that. I, I say I say that as if like I'm some like perfectly compartmentalized entrepreneur. And I am absolutely not. I I fail at that constantly. But I am trying more and more. And I think the thing that's helped me within this past year is actually downsizing my team a little bit and putting more responsibility on the individuals that are outperforming the others. And I say that because I, you know, we used to have a lot of people working and doing individual tasks, like, you know, very, uh, what's that book the like the e-myth, like everyone had like their little, they were like cog in the machine. They all had their little tasks. And the problem is you have to manage that all the time. And if you don't build processes to like remove yourself from the management style, then you're sort of stuck like constantly overseeing or, or like things constantly having to go through you. And then you don't have time to, you know, Basically, shut down Slack, shut down email, and just work on something. So, I think downsizing my team and giving more responsibility to individuals, and also writing down exactly what they need to do, so that I am I don't need to be texted, you know, or or slacked at any given time because the answer is in the document. You know, it's like there's one document. Here's how we answer emails. If it's if it's you know some strange event where an email comes in and it's we don't know how to handle it, then you know. In a day or two, I'll, I'll I'll see that in Asana or I'll see that in Slack, and I'll I'll handle that and I'll add it to a a document. But it's been that it's been that sort of like processing out and downsizing my team and letting them just own what they do, so that I can you know own what I do and do other things.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. I want to go back to something you said a little while ago about Money Lab. I've enjoyed going through that site uh, here yeah. the past couple of days and. You mentioned something that a lot of people are probably going to think is crazy is that you're intentionally making it more of a word of mouth site. Even though you know a lot about SEO, yeah. you haven't done anything with SEO on, on that site. Why <laughs> is that?
1: I don't want it to be a how-to site. I don't want people to find Money Lab and go, Oh, cool. Like He's going to teach me how to do something. I'm actually... I'm anti-teacher is, is, is what I try to do on that site. I'm saying, look, I don't know anything any more than you do. We've all read the same books. We've all read the same blog posts. You know, we all have the same information at our fingertips. I'm just going to do it my way and document it. And if you can read that and, and gain insight from that, cool, run with it. If you can't, that's fine too. But even I've gone back and read my own stuff because when I, again, when I did my first course, I wrote everything down. So two years later, when it was time to do my second course, I had to, I had to like go back and, and I'm glad I did it. I, I, I went back and I read it and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it exactly the way I did it. And I'm going to shave off, you know, some, some things. And I think I've always learned best. I don't like being taught at, I, I didn't go to college because I don't like being taught at. I like, and I say that because it's like, I I just, I just didn't do well in school because I don't, I don't do well with authority. So when I'm whenever I'm being talked at, I just was like, what do you know? You know, it's just like I so it's my immediate or I immediately question like their their motives. So well for me, I I always learn from just behind the scenes videos, you know, looking at someone else's process and just how they do it. I could sit there and watch, I've and I've done this. I can sit there and watch somebody um record drums, right? Just like a studio engineer recording drums and I will learn so much from that instead of that person going like, okay, I think you should, you know, increase the gain on the the hi-hat so that they ring, you know, I don't need to see that. I just want to see what you do. And I can take what I want from that. And ex- that's exactly what I want a Lab to be is, you know, I, I am not a smart person. I, I don't know any more than the next person. I'm just willing to take the something and actually try it and if it fails whatever and if it succeeds also whatever like it's 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 everything in this world is an experiment and so i don't want i you know i'm i'm very against the hero worship mentality of like you know people are infallible and and you know you should follow this person to the ends of the earth i i don't believe that i think you should do it yourself but if i can you know show you that it's not that hard or at least give you like complete behind the scenes of how difficult it might be maybe there's something to that i don't know so that's that was my goal with it you know from the very beginning
0: i love it and so basically like when i when i read the article about you launching a course in 7 days mm-hmm. it's not here's how to launch a course in 7 days it's here's my experiment there's some good things that happened bad things that happened but read on this is literally exactly what happened not necessarily a step by step how to guide
1: right and and it's the it's about the choices I made. So it's like, you're watching me make decisions on the fly, but I'm not, and I make it very clear not to say that, oh, I think this is the best, or I think that this is the way to do it. I never make that that argument. I just go, I'm doing this because I'm hoping this happens. You know, like I'm choosing Gumroad because I don't feel like building a system, because I don't want to, you know, lock myself into... Uh, a platform like teachable where it's like login and stuff. So I, I, whenever I make a decision, I try to add context to why I made that decision. And I, it, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I just, it's just, I mean, context is everything.
0: Yeah. So last one for you, before we get out of here, Matt, um, for somebody out there that's listening, that's, that's got a topic in mind. They want to create an online course. Uh, what advice do you have for them? You know that what's the say, just do
1: it right. It's like Nike. Um, No, I think, I think it's, you know, if you have the topic and you know it, then you could probably sit, you could probably sit down and talk to me about it. Right. My, my friend who, who I do a podcast with Andrew, he, I keep telling him like, you should make courses about money. He knows, you know, a ton about, you know, personal finance. And he's like, well, I don't know how to do video. And I hate writing and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well then have a conversation with me. That's what he does every week on the podcast. I'm like, let's just record that. Let's build an outline. Two seconds, bullet points. You know the material. It's not like you need, you know, anything else. You know the material. You got the bullet points. Talk to me. Just tell me how you would do it, and then turn that into an audio course, and sell that because that's, that seems to be his wheelhouse. So I said, find your wheelhouse. You know, know the material inside and out. Don't script everything to a T. Use bullet points. Be authentic. Because if if you start talking, I mean, it's funny. I, you know people think they want concise courses they do but they also want authenticity and and there's a you know if you're if you're taking a class you know like an actual course in in real life the teacher's not reading from a script they're just they're lecturing they're just kind of like talking and so what's wrong with just recording that and turning it into something just do it it feels easy i don't know but i guess the technology can hold people up but you know you can talk into your iPhone with uh, voice
0: memos and turn those into MP3s and package it up into a zip
1: folder and boom, you have a course.
0: Or or you can hire somebody in a third world country that knows the technology side of things and yeah. team up with them, upwork.com or fiverr.com or something. But like I that.
1: would say even that sounds like a, like a hurdle, right? Because yeah. I don't know. I Dude, I've never hired anybody on Upwork successfully. So I'm like, ugh. you know what? I'd rather just like would it, well, you know, I know somebody who does audio recording. I know somebody with a camera. I don't know. I know, you know, you can at least know somebody personally. You can be like, dude, here's like 50 bucks. Can you do this for me? Take you one. Awesome.
0: Well, look, Matt, it's been a pleasure, man, getting to know you a little bit and talking about courses and other sides of your business. Yeah, man. Um, so let's, let's wrap it up and just let, let people know where they can find you online, websites, podcasts, everything.
1: Yeah, just go to moneylab.co. That's my main site where you can read all about these courses. You can actually buy these courses if you're interested in learning, you know, how to use Asana for your to manage your blog or your website and uh, SEO if you want to gain some traffic. And of course, I also have a podcast called Money Lab where we basically take the entire website
0: and talk about it. So, awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. All right, that is going to do it for another episode of the Online Course Guy podcast. You can find all the show notes and links from today's episode by going to theonlinecourseguy.com slash 87. And don't forget to check out our sponsor of this podcast. It's something that is not just the sponsor here, but is a tool I use each and every day in my online course business. You can get a free trial of Bonjoro by going to bonjoro.com slash jock. And guys, this is about to come down, but it's still up for a few more days. The Online Course Workshop, it's free. It's at theonlinecourseguy.com. It's for the those of you that are beginners or those of you that have an online course already, but it's just not reaching your goals yet. Once again, the free online course workshop is at theonlinecourseguy.com and more Online Course Guy podcasts coming your way real soon.